Hello my friends, this is Wolfgang with Tools for Ascension and my gift to you is this video about different ways to understand Source, God, or at least my ideas of God and if you're lucky maybe Source uh, will talk to you in the Garda meditation starting at this time here in the video. So for those of you that already know it all or have done this meditation, you know, just jump to that point in the time track. And if by chance you are an atheist, no worries. I will not try to convert you. Uh, actually, philosophers say that, that one actually, not just philosophers, but also, you know, uh, theologians say that one cannot prove God. Uh, because if you could prove God's existence, it would be an infringement on free will and uh, therefore contradicting love. So there you got it. Uh, so it must be true. And uh, so uh, please only accept the information uh, that resonates with you and understand that the potency of uh, these God of meditation comes from 40 years of intense spiritual and uh, philosophical study, uh, practice, and uh, several thousand past life regressions. We explore and help uh, clear the roots of uh, my client's issues. And many uh, times these roots causes, you know, have their origin uh, very high up. <laughs> and yes, I uh, also do a personal Skype session. Uh, just sent me an email email is here. So uh, I like to call this uh, God uh, one source fits all. And uh, here are some ideas or point of view on God in no special order of importance. And yeah, and uh, this is also a dumped down version uh, to keep things simple for you and uh, admittedly uh, me too. So please do not be offended, you know, when I gloss over certain topics <laughs> or the uh, general, uh, yeah, I mean, all of these can be gone uh, very, very deep. Uh, I mean, and the question first of all is, uh, why even talk about God, you know, about the source? Uh, isn't that kind of armchair philosophy, uh, kind of like me discussing with you uh, how Chinese trade policy should be handled. Mm -hmm. So I mean, way out of my league and uh, who are, are you, you know, to change anything, right? Uh, yet uh, so many of us got tortured and, and killed for talking about the God box, you know, or worse, uh, we got killed in torture for thinking outside the guard box. And the box was generally provided uh, by the local corporate religions, uh, many professing to represent uh, the or a loving uh, father or mother God. And 
Of course, uh, nowadays the idea of the uh, biblical father god, kind of like uh, Zeus-like, uh, seems to be uh, getting replaced by the idea of a group of people called the Anunnaki, you know, that designed Adam and Eve uh, by adding their own DNA to that of the wild human, you know. So they created man or monkey man, you know, in their own image. So in this point of view, uh, these Anunnaki come from the heavens, that's actually what that name means, and they are uh, not source or the supreme being, um, and they always refer to them in, in plural, by the way. Um, so, but they're called maybe interlopers that take the same name and divert uh, slash overlay themselves, uh, you know, like so many so-called sun gods, you know, they're actually not the conscious personality of the sun, but let's say E.T. visitors higher dimensionals that would take credit and also harvest a lot of the life force offered to them in the form of prayers. Uh, uh, that is why I refer <laughs> uh, to absolute source when I refer to God. Absolute source, nobody above and beyond. Right? Uh, God, or what we think God is, um, is traditionally experienced through what is uh, considered a mystical experience you know, and not intellectualism or scholarship, right? So <laughs> those people that, you know, are really having a relationship with God, it's not through scholarship. Maybe scholarship helps you not getting off the deep end and can help you, you know, along the way. <clears throat> I mean, even in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that you, jnana means knowledge, uh, it's very difficult, you know, to understand, you know, and have a relationship with the divine. Anyhow, uh, through modern um, brain mapping technologies, you know, applied to nuns and yogis, researchers found that when the localized area in the brain is, or the localization area in the brain is turned off, we experience oneness. Uh, means no separation, and so we feel uh, one with all. Let me repeat this. There is an area in our brain, you know, when this turns off, that sense of like, this is me, you know, this is my body, and here I am, you know, in this bubble, the center of this bubble of the perception of the world that I have around me, right? So when this is turned off, you know, suddenly, you know, you start feeling everything around you, <laughs> you know, merging. Uh, you know, when you have your eye clo eyes closed, probably not necessary with what's physically around you, but uh, higher dimensionally around you. And uh, so uh, 
these mystics, uh, you know, when they go into their higher brain states, uh, you know, this gets can be turned off, and then you have this expanded consciousness. Um, so, in in this way, um, um, bliss is uh, brain chemistry too. So it's not just localized on one spot in in your brain. Uh, you know, giving you a feeling of oneness. Of course, we know uh, that the brain uh, can, uh, you know, produce lots of dopamine and opioids. Uh, and, of course, uh, as a yogi uh, or a mystic, uh, you better learn how to activate <laughs> the secretions. Now, lots of chi and love actually helps a lot. So, uh, Modern research again shows that mystical experiences are experienced through neurochemistry, brain chemistry. In other words, you know, in those mystical experiences, people are tripping. And uh, uh, there is even a brain center for empathy, you know, the ability to identify uh, with other beings. So that there is a you know a reproduction in our body in our understanding of how the other person is feeling. You know this is where empathy comes up. You know where, like the Pisces, you know they have a lot of empathy, and the Cancerians they can turn it on and off. Right, for instance, you know according to astrology. So you know our perception of God, our experiences of, of Source, or this mystical experiences, uh, seem to be all part of the matrix, right? uh, the world uh, that we live in. Uh, like the German philosopher Immanuel Kant, uh, you know, um, basically, you know, dumbified, <laughs> uh, you know, would say, we never get to know the thing as it really is, you know. Uh, we uh, perceive it just through our senses, you know, in, in brain function. Uh, just like the blind people have different aspects, you know, of the elephant. We all probably know this thing. So we perceive, let's say, when we're in the body, you know, source in a way through brain function, it sees. Now, on a completely different note, you know, the, and this was kind of, uh, came to me, uh, uh, when I was through going through confirmation service, you know, um, in Germany, you, uh, you know, with 14 years old, if you are a Christian and if you are um, evangelical, this means a Protestant, uh, with 14 years you go through a training, spiritual training or maybe indoctrination, depending on how you take it. And so this is when you start really thinking about God or Source, right? And, of course, the Ten Commandments, you know, are a big thing. And um, this always immediately, you know, at this young age, I uh, always thought, hmm, here is God is being used as the uh, enforcer of social engineering. You know, uh, so this is of course, you know, um, God, uh, you know, wanting you to do this and this and this and that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's common sense, right? I mean, you should not have to have a God, you know, it's just, you should understand that you can't just really get away 
hitting people over the head, right? And uh, in an anti-authoritarian upbringing, you know, a parent would, you know, explain or demonstrate, you know, to the child, let's say, the outcome of their actions. <laughs> and so the child can decide, you know, what outcome they want. So, uh, but here, uh, you know, you're having, you know, a God that wants you to do this and that, uh, probably without much explanation. Um, but now, uh, you know, in modern times, you know, we, uh, this idea of the judging God is, and uh, social engineering reinforcer is being replaced by the idea of the non-judgment God. And, uh, you know, that the so-called judgment is more being done uh, by the Anunnaki. And uh, to your Hindus, you know, Anu, is the father of mankind, right? And uh, Yamaraj uh, is uh, probably working for him. He is the uh, god of death and, and, and judgment. <coughs> so, um, you know, these are Anunnaki, okay? Uh, so, and uh, they seem to be uh, keeping the reincarnation trap going. Uh, you know, or maybe trick us, you know, in that uh, life review, you know, after death, you know, to reincarnate, to make up for all the mistakes, you know, you made. So like, oh, look at this, what you did, and who, look at there, don't you want to justify and rectify this? And then booms, you know, you incarnate again into this valley of suffering and death and slavery. You know, another one to work in the matrix, to power the matrix. Um, so, but also the Hindus, they have this idea that when at the time of death uh, you want to go to source, uh, you can. You can get out of the matrix, you actually get protection from higher dimensionals that uh, protect you. Um, I don't want to get into uh, much of the details, but you Hindus probably know the story of Ajamil. And, uh, yeah. And I talked to Ajamil <laughs> on a channeling session once, and that makes a lot of sense. Anyhow, uh, then there is another explanation, you know, uh, aspect of God, uh, historically, uh, which I also was introduced in, you know, in my religious training, and uh, that was <laughs> God, ex the explanation of the unexplainable. And I really thought that was a cup out, you know, a bug out, like, uh, you know, uh, from uh, the religious teachers, you know, it's always, you know, the easy way uh, to say, yeah, God's ways are unexplainable, you know, we don't really know, you know, but God did it, etc. So, you know, God's ways are, yeah, always wondrous, etc. You know, whenever there was a question that could not be answered, you know, uh, God was the answer. And then, yeah, all right. Um, so uh, then, of course, there are uh, much more advanced concepts um, of uh, source. Uh, much of them in Europe, at least, came out in the Renaissance. And, uh, you know, God as Logos. Uh, this means uh, as uh, knowledge, you know, like God as the laws of creation. Uh, there was this idea postulated that uh, God, you know, is the 
absolute perfect mathematical equation uh, that uh, explains everything. You know, in a wider sense, you know, God's is the laws of nature. You know, of all that is. All right, and uh, for instance, uh, you know, through computer technology, you know, we have more expanded concepts of how realities can be created. Let's say in video games. You know, and so let's make this uh, comparison. In computer games, you know, we work with code instead of individually stored frames like you would have in video production. You know, so that's very similar ways, you know, the atomic structure, you know, which have huge, huge spaces between them, you know. Uh, the surface mapping of this matrix, you know, the code is the DNA. And uh, the laws of physics, you know, and the clocks and cycles, you know, the storytelling uh, is uh, described in the astrology or astronomy. You know, of course, astrology, uh, you know, <laughs> attaches meanings <laughs> to those uh, uh, cycles that are being, you know, enforced. And uh, yes, of course, you know, theoretically, all these movements can be expressed in codes, in code, yes, and which equals to mathematics, you know, which is logic, which is root, rules. And uh, so this is, again, the idea of God being the sum of all laws. Again, the perfect mathematical formula equation. And uh, so some see, you know, sources, yeah, impersonal you know, like a number or maybe very smart mechanism uh, that can be manipulated without uh, consequences like in the German uh, rule matching. You know? <laughs> They're just like a super crew, you know, they just uh, use energies and, uh, you know, shoot them around and, uh, yeah, nobody is watching <laughs> kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, so some see then everything as a huge web of consciousness, you know, that is watching and aware and responds to requests. So this is a different concept, you know, of not just a mathematical, you know, unconscious more or less apparatus, but a huge web of consciousness that is watching, you know, and aware and, you know, actually interacts with you. So the question here is, you know, is Source the Logos aware or not of aware? Mm -hmm. Does God the Logos <laughs> interfere, you know, with uh, uh, yes or no? And um, another one is, is God good or not? And uh, uh, let's you know, if he's not, you're screwed, right? So let's hope he is. And then, of course, that there is, you know, uh, the idea, I think Nietzsche brought it up, you know, uh, it was brought up through Nietzsche, you know, relatively recently, uh, that there used to be a living God, you know, kind of that he jump-started creation, but that now, you know, this uh, being is dead. It's just you know, running down. You know, it's like a big bang, you know, everything booms, explodes, and, you know, stuff happens, it's going to keep expanding, maybe contracting, and then, yeah, that's it. 
but no more overseer. <coughs> let's let's uh, go quickly uh, to the Hindu concepts. Um, so, uh, which you know, much of the let's say uh, Western mystics you know looked at. Um, so, first of all, let us explain Atma, and Atma is. Uh, you know, considered just basically awareness, right? And then uh, Paramatma um, would be, you know, Param means, you know, above, you know, or supreme. Um, uh, it would be like, you know, uh, uh, a super awareness. So uh, source is uh, considered like the uh, super awareness in everything. And um, we, you know, are the individual awareness uh, separated into different bodies. You know, we have that same quality uh, of having awareness. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, through which uh, set of senses we perceive the world, right? Whether it's these biological or whether you're just looking at the computer glow screen, you know. Uh, you are aware and um, the computer is not at least not yours uh, so this is a certain localized idea so you have dots of awareness single and then there is uh, with each of these dots of awareness is uh, an, an, uh, the uh, awareness of uh, source uh, then there is a different concept, uh, it's called uh, Brahma Jyoti. Um, Brahma means again, you know, highest consciousness, God consciousness. And uh, Jyoti means light, spiritual light. So it's uh, considered as an all-pervading consciousness in the form of light. And um, this would be kind of a wave concept in physical terms. Um, as Krishna describes in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, one bird is all-knowing and just sitting there and the other one next to him on the branch, you know, is just climbing all over the tree, not paying necessarily much attention to the all-knowing one, just playing around and, well, when he gets smart, he starts talking to the all-knowing one. You know, that's like when you have conversation with God and hopefully we're going to get to this at the end of, you know, at the meditation down there. Uh, so, and uh, so personally, of course, you know, I can attest that everything is aware and definitely has this uh, Atma, this consciousness with it. So, and of course, in so many, uh, you know, real uh, monotheistic religions, you know, uh, we are supposed to see God in everybody and uh, bypass the middleman. We go, you know, to source. You know, and not just source. Yeah. So, and and source uh, can also, you know, step into everybody. Uh, let me just be clear here. This is a little confusing, I have to say. So, um, we all know the matrix, and here the evil, you know, man, Mr. Smith, can step into any program, you know, human like human form in the matrix just come come out there right? so in that way you know first of all everybody is an expansion of source 
you know, consciousness-wise. And uh, so, and uh, source can manifest through each of those people. And uh, let's say when you uh, greet somebody with the phrase Namaste, uh, we are basically talking to source through them, you know, that's working through them, or to their high selves, uh, depending, you know, on which level you are residing at that moment. And not, you don't even talk to the lower <laughs> human as such. Namaste means, you know, I talk to the high self or source in you. That's what I greet and, and have obeisances to. Not to the human, really. Uh, that would be giving of your free will. <laughs> that uh, kind of would be considered a false uh, humility. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, <laughs> this is a, a little confusing here. So, but basically, you know, everybody can be seen as an expansion of source. And of course, the consequences of such awareness are, can be very radical. Uh, when you treat, you know, all beings as a part of the Creator, and I mean, even you know, in the uh, Christian Bible, you know, um, Jesus says uh, that um, you know the lowest of men, you know, that the way you treat him, you know, you train him. So he says, you know, consider every human you deal with as a representation of him. You know, same idea. And uh, so, again, when you're radical about this, it's not just human, you know, the Creator resides in all. And uh, you follow that logic, you know, maybe the cat lady is uh, not crazy, you know, or being overstimulated by the baby-like cries of the cats. Maybe she's a saint, you know, seeing the Creator in her cats, but only when she sees Creator also in the pigs and skips those tasty pork chops. So, uh, now uh, another big theme is like, uh, you know, why uh, this creation? <laughs> you know, why are we here? Uh, big, big, big theme. And uh, so one of the answers is, uh, well, God uh, wanted to experience, you know, itself in, in different aspects. Uh, the Hindus, you know, have this idea of the uh, dreaming uh, Mahavishnu, uh, dream, dreaming worlds uh, within worlds, you know, all expanding like a, a Big Bang, you know, and, and contracting like the Big Bang. Uh, with the rhythm, you know, of his breath, and uh, uh, yeah, it's just like a Big Bang. But uh, you know what we consider, you know, a Big Bang, yeah, could be probably, you know, what they describe as the breath of Mahavishnu. You know, there are scientists that think once the Big Bang, uh, this explosion, um, you know, has reached its outer limit, it's going to collapse onto itself. And this is kind of what the Hindus describe there too. Uh, then there's also this idea there that uh, God sublets his creation to the free will universe. Um, 
you know, he creates Brahmas and, and you know, he, they are split up into the, let's say, Trimurtis and they are split up into, you know, uh, all kinds of genealogies. Uh, that you know keep on creating an expansion creation and uh, the Yorantia book you know and the trappers love it those uh, books you know are very clearly on this is a pyramid you know described from source expansion 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 into wider wider so it's like a tree of expansions you know upside down and let's say we are those leaves like Wolfgang is one of those leaves on the tree mm -hmm. of creation. Uh, now, this is uh, definitely a little removed from this uh, uh, creation uh, idea. Uh, now, this is about uh, how do we get you know, uh, out of the state of sin. Let's say the Hindus would maybe say more how do we get uh, out of this cycle of birth and death, being trapped here in the matrix? And uh, is this uh, liberation by merit or uh, by grace? So uh, with merit, you know, I would say with merit, if you mean insight, uh, learning, <laughs> change of behavior, you know, if that really happens, you know, uh, um, that uh, would probably work, you know, but things are so complicated. I mean, I've done thousands and thousands of, of past life regressions now, and we look very fast, and, you know, it's just like those things are so complicated, what they're doing to each other in those past lifetimes, back and forth. Uh, it's like a Gordian knot. You know, um, so you know there has to be, you know, some uh, blanket forgiveness. I think you know you can't. It's not possible to live all that out. You'll be entangled forever. And uh, so I would say, you know, there has to be insight. There has to be learning. There has to be change. We have to do some of the homework, but then there's also gonna be. Uh, grace. Uh, so there's uh, going to be assistance and uh, once we show the effort and kind of get it, you know, we can go. And this is again the idea of appealing to source to go home. You know, this would be really, really grace. Another big thing, and I said there are no special order, uh, there is this idea of, uh, you know, male and female aspects of God, right? So, of course, hopefully we understand um, that, you know, this idea of male and female, you know, that we now is, uh, comes about the idea of sexual reproduction and specialization, right? So, um, I think on the higher levels of consciousness, you know, these uh, biological functions are not uh, needed anymore. Um, so there, you know, we uh, get into the uh, you know expression of uh, you know uh, concepts, and uh, generally the uh, male aspect uh, is the purusha in, in in Sanskrit. You know, it's the controller. It's the idea. 
you know, let's do this, let's do that, you know, let's build a bridge, let us create a portal or whatever, you know, this is the idea. And then the female uh, aspect of source, uh, the uh, Maya, uh, is uh, Prakriti in, in Hinduism, is uh, like uh, the expression of this desire, it's uh, the material world. You know? And uh, so there is a material world in this third dimension, you know, that's where we are. And, uh, you know, then it goes up the dimensions. And so certain dimensions, you know, we cannot perceive right now. But when you are in those dimensions and you perceive, you got a matrix there too. You know, you got senses there, you got sense perceptions um, there, but in a different way. You know, it is different. So uh, on every level that you are, there is a certain illusion, there is a certain matrix, there is a certain um, medium through which uh, ideas are manifested. And so here source, is the male aspect is considered uh, the ideas, the will, you could say. And then the manifestation is the female aspect of source, you know, the manifestation of the will in form, in different forms. And so on the higher levels, the Hindus call this Maya, this uh, illusion, Yoga Maya. Mm -hmm. So that would be a matrix, a higher type of matrix, like an angelic matrix, so to say. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, of course, um, there was, you know, I would say when you look at um, into spiritual history, I think there was a brainwashing of humanity um, that uh, thinks that the world is uh, not conscious, right? So uh, probably in the most primitive form, you know, there's animism, you know, children grow up with animism, and that means that we think, you know, that everything has life, uh, it's conscious, and just uh, like us. Maybe they don't have a mouth, you know, they can't talk to us. Uh, but, um, you know, everything is aware and conscious. And in a higher consciousness, in a higher form, this can turn into pantheism, that uh, we actually also, you know, perceive and communicate um, this higher consciousness that is uh, pervading, you know, all of creation. It is not just an individualized, you know, little animal or tree or human, but, you know, they are overshadowing much greater consciousness over that. And then we, you know, come to the monotheism, where there is a, you know, separation. Well, this is the creation. And then we have the all-pervading, overshadowing consciousness. And, you know, everything in between it's like if you have gods or other dimensions, that's a no-no, mm -hmm. you know, big heresy. And so over time, you know, um, there um, we split, you know, there's source, God is there, and then here, you know, it's just gross matter that is not conscious. You know, it's so gross materialism. Not conscious, it's just uh, matter. 
It doesn't matter. <laughs> so we lost the idea, you know, of uh, all my relations. You know, that's the Native American style. You know, uh, because we were, you know, being persecuted, you know, as pagans, you know, with that consciousness. So the things of the world were denigrated, you know, from brother and sister consciousness. You know, these are my brothers, the trees. You know, all the clouds. You know, like uh, uh, this movie. You know, that was done long ago for, for about Francis of Assisi, father, son, sister moon. You know, somebody that, you know, talked to the sun, talked to the moon, talked to the star. You know, uh, that is, you know, the uh, proper consciousness, I think. So, uh, now about consciousness. So, uh, what is the difference between you and the computer that you're looking at right now? You know, so uh, you are not your smartphone, and you know uh, that smartphone is not aware about the data that's coming from the mic, from the camera, from the transmission. Transmission, you know, you are the one that is aware of this, you know, and in a similar way, uh, probably you know your dog or cat, you know, you can understand that they are conscious. And of course, we make a distinction between self-aware and consciousness. So self-aware is often done with that mirror experiment. You know, do they now they see themselves in a mirror, you know, and maybe start decorating and this and that, uh, like birds do, smart birds do. Uh, so and so when animals it can be conscious, how about trees? And of course, those uh, gardeners of you, they know, you know, that trees are conscious, right? And the Hindus, you know, Tulsi is aware, you know. And those that are Westerners that ever worked with roses, and, you know, if you ever project love onto roses, feel that love coming back from them, you probably understand that they are aware too, right? And so, if uh, if those are aware, and now you may also understand that Gaia is aware. A lot of you listening to this know that Gaia is aware, just breathing and running love herself, right? And the same way is the sun, you know, is also aware, right? So you start running love with the sun, you can, you know, have quite a relationship there. And uh, then, of course, uh, the Milky Way, right? Most likely aware, <laughs> especially when you start running love with Milky Way and talking to Milky Way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so the Milky Way is like one galaxy. So now, according to mainstream science, you know, uh, this uh, uh, the galaxy, you know from a big point of view, are arranged into a sponge-like structure. You know, like a, a shibati bread, like a loose kind of sponge, you know, with bubbles in between. Yeah, and here is Wolfgang, and he thinks that can tell you something about God. 
So this pants-like structure into which you know galaxies like Milky Way galaxies are organized, these are only the three-dimensional world that we can see and measure. You know, what to speak of higher-dimensional realities, uh, right? So. And uh, with higher dimensional realities, of course, you know, ma uh, mainstream uh, physical science uh, will admit that, you know, that about like eight out of nine parts of the mass of creation, you know, is not accounted for. And they call this uh, dark matter, you know, that should be there, but they don't know where it is. Well, you know, this is the matter in the higher dimensions. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff there. So according to scriptures, you know, there's way more creation going on on the higher dimensions than on this dimension. This is kind of like the armpit of creation where we are right now. And so now imagine, you know, that source uh, what we know is like this sponge-like consciousness. That's the physical body that we can perceive. So imagine that processing power that, that source must have when it is aware of everything, of this whole creation at the same time. Right. So this brings us, you know, to this uh, big kind of so-called miracle of source. Let me just put this in perspective here. So like imagine, you know, you can talk to a mouse. You know, so many fairy tales, you know, this being described where people talk to bears and all kinds of beings. So let's imagine you can talk to the mouse. And the mouse could talk to you. And so um, what could you talk about it? You know, you could talk about eating, you know, talk about food, uh, starving, how to get food, you know, how it tastes like. You could talk about mating, you know, your sex life. They understand, you know, other mice, you know, male, female, getting kids. Mm -hmm. Or you could also talk about, you know, real estate, you know, location, location. Uh, you know, are you are you growing, living in a cornfield <laughs> or next to the cat lady, right? And then, of course, uh, you know, survival issues. You know, are there any owls <laughs> uh, living in the neighborhood? A uh, lot of relatives missing, you know. And so, but uh, could the mouse, you know, talk about your life? You know, that you have to go to a factory or, you know, uh, how much would it understand about your life, right? So, we have the animal instincts, you know, all on us. You know, I call it the survival ship. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the Anunnaki stories, you know, from the Sumerian tablets, when you look at the Vedas, when you look at the Greek gods, you look at the Egyptian stories of the god, 
you look at the Old Testament, <laughs> you know, we find a lot of humanoid emotions <laughs> and flaws, you know, and, you know, they surely made us, you know, in their image, in all of nature, it seems, not just humanity. Now, a different subject, avatars. So in my work, you know, uh, when I hypnotize people, I don't use the normal methods, I use more yogic methods. Uh, so uh, in with some, you know, I talk, uh, I find avatars of gods and goddesses and, and talk to them. And I find that uh, some of them have thousands of incarnations in human bodies at the same time. And of course they are also spread out in human bodies incarnated throughout time. And I also found out that they take huge trauma in these avatars that they had. And it's not uh, very glorious, right? I mean, there's this hypnotherapist jokes, yeah, you know, that is uh, thousands and thousands of Cleopatras. <laughs> or Cleopatras for the Germans. Um, so, uh, it's whenever I run across big personalities, there's a lot of bad karma. They are not happy, you know. So, uh, but anyhow, so we as humans here, we are an expansion of an expansion of an expansion of an expansion <laughs> of an expansion, you know, from source, you know, somewhere down the line, you know. And also, we are a universe ourselves. Like, you know, this body and all, you know, the subsystems of this body, you know, are like a huge universe. Like, you know, every atom is kind of like a solar system. And there are huge distances, you know, between uh, those atoms. Just like we find here in, in this, when we look at the stars. And so, uh, when you look from an atomic level, we are a huge, huge creation. So, you cannot just only look up in the dimensions, you also are in scale, you also have to look down in scale, into the interior scale, so to say. So, we are going, in a way, for an expansion, you know, into a condensation in 3D with our consciousness. And we are like an avatar in a computer game. So, in a computer game, you guys, you know, you always go to shoot them up, kind of a thingies, you know, war, etc. Well, would you love in reality to go through the war? No, get shot up, you know, get traumatized, hell no, right? But the avatar, you do that. Mm -hmm. So in similar ways, 
our higher consciousness of the soul does not get affected, it seems. Uh, well, always gets affected in certain ways. You know, we are the avatars here in the meat bodies, and we are taking the heat. We are going through the grunge and grind of labor and going through war, etc. So how can the eyes of eternity understand our suffering here, down there in space and time, right? So, anyhow, let's move on to the next. So when you look at the advanced Hindu philosophy, you know, there are two schools of seeing the Absolute. They are the personalists and then they are the impersonalists. So the impersonalist thing of source, you know, as all-pervading spirit, you know, a blissful light, you know, called uh, the Brahma Jyoti, and, and their ultimate goal is to merge with this non-dual light. Means non-duals mean no duality, no hot and cold, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and become one with Source eternally. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty much a mainstream, you know, in Hindu philosophy. You know, most of them probably are, you know, it's called Maya Vadis. You know, at least um, from the other guys. So, so they are accused of wanting to become God in a maybe selfish, you know, egoistic way. You know, another argument that is being made against them, you know, that uh, merging, um, the merging is uh, there is no more activity there. You know, to just, uh, you know, an absolute bliss, you know, for a long time, you know, and then it gets boring, and they come back into the physical manifestation, you know, whether it's angels or all kinds of levels. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting, right? Now, the personalists, you know, attribute humanoid characteristics to Source and strive to develop, let's say, a loving relationship with Source. Like uh, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, you know, he says that it suits humans better, uh, you know, having a humanoid aspect, you know, like your Zeus or your Krishna or your Rama. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, this may be old man in the sky, <laughs> but let's hope a loving, not a grumpy one. Mm -hmm. So having a human relationship type uh, is, you know, much better than, you know, relating to this huge infinite being, you know. And so, so these personalists, you know, they want to go beyond the divine light, you know. And so, you know, their claim on that there's a realm, you know, beyond the realm of matter. And with matter, you know, they mean that is being created and destroyed. It doesn't matter, you know, on what level, it's always changing, 
So, but they say this is a, a yard, and you know, this special, you know, concentration and dissolution, and this realm is called Vaikuntha. Vaikuntha. And so they say in that realm, you know, souls can have an eternal loving relationship with source and outside of the many dimensions of physical manifestations. So there, you know, way beyond angels, you know, there is no more angels and all that is part of the physical manifestation. Big cosmology. Now, the Hindus also kind of explored, you know, and had this idea that you can have different relationships with the source. You know, they call that rasas, it's different tastes, different tastes, like taste like different tastes of love, you could say. So of course, you know, you all know that one, God or source is order supplier, you know. If you like, oh, you're so great and powerful, and I'm sure, you know, you can provide me, you know, please with a superior partner, and uh, no challenges in my life. You know, I want to have a lot of good luck and hunky-dory and absolutely no hardships, you know. Yeah. So that's uh, the order supplier thing, you know. And uh, many times, you know, then there is a different aspect, you know, where, you know, you have, you know, adoration, awe and reverence, you know. And so you are so beautiful and awesome and uh, dear source you probably need my approval and praise and, you know so god you're so great and you know you need my flattery uh, otherwise <coughs> you you know what i did wrong so i better flatter you uh, so you're not gonna put the hammer on me right so of course you know the proper attitude is you know, to see the magic and the beauty in this creation, you know. So that's why we're supposed to praise, you know. The praise comes on once you see it, then you can praise it, not the empty praise, you know. So to see the magic in life, you know, you need lots of life force and of course high vibration. And the higher your vibration and the more your life force, you know, uh, then you can see, you know, the beauty of creation. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, then there is this uh, relationship, this source of uh, best friend. So, you know, you joke around, you tease, you know, for the Hindus that would be Arjuna, being Krishna's uh, best friend. Uh, so, you know, this, uh, yeah, you know, if you know, you know, God, source is, is good, is benevolent, uh, you can probably trust him with everything, you know, uh, about what's paining you, about your weaknesses. You just share, share and joke around, you know, with him. And uh, I have to say, I think source has humor, lots of humor. <laughs> also, the higher you get, the more humor there seem to be having. Anyhow, uh, then, you know, another relationship is with God as an enemy. You know, 
and so uh, many times this is like you know we address God you know and we think oh you know you abandoned me here you know to all those draconians you know these bastards you know torching all kinds of body fluids you know out of different artifices of my body you know and you never show up right so where are you you know and very source may say well didn't you see this dr shiva like beauty you know in your case you know get detached man you know you're a piece of art <laughs> and you know who taught you that i'm only love and light and not the gore and destruction you know, this is all entertainment, you know, how would you even know what is love and light if there would be no gore and destruction? Well, you, know, you discuss that with source. And then, you know, there's also this um, aspect of uh, conjugal, you know, this means erotic, romantic relationship with source. Uh, you have that uh, coming out of uh, white tantra and also, you know, traditionally in Hinduism, you know, with uh, Krishna's uh, rasa dance. Uh, and so different uh, ways of doing so. Um, and um, then there's also <laughs> seeing God as seeing humanity or any creation as a petri dish experiment, you know, and who knows, who knows, you know, whether he is benevolent or not. And so sometimes we think, you know, you have to judge God, you know, and that's kind of a <laughs> or help him out. You know, it's like we see him more like ourselves as a parent because source of God obviously does not know what he is doing and he needs some of your advice. You know, when we look at creation, what is all wrong? You know, how are you managing this source? You know, so, and you better tell him. So, but then the Hindu teaching says that all relationship, even that of being angry at God all the time. That's good. As long as you think of God at the time of death, you know, you're good. So, now, uh, before we go into the guided meditation here now, I want to point out, you know, uh, uh, several, you know, things that would help. You know, uh, for instance, uh, I probably, uh, if you have crystals, you know, take out the most high vibrational crystals, you know, and, and hold them in, in your hands. Amethyst is good, any white crystals is good. Uh, maybe sit on the divine symbol, the platonic solid symbol that I have. Uh, anoint your chakras with essential oils, uh, like lavender, you know, uplifting oils, you know. Lavender for the crown, rose for the heart. Uh, maybe take a bath before, that would be good. Uh, at least use smudge or incense in the house. Um, if you really want to be hardcore, use fresh clothing. 
you know, get a massage, also get a massage before, you know, from a high vibration massage therapist or do some yoga or do some breath of fire before the session. Uh, you know, this all um, make it uh, better, really better, you know, everything is better, <laughs> by the way, but especially this type of work. And uh, I would advise to sit on an office chair, you know, it's perfectly, uh, you know, adjusted, you know, that you balance your body so that everything stacks up nicely, so you don't want to slouch. You know, another method is that, you know, you do the Sufi grind. That's what I like to do. Uh, so my spine is flexible and I can adjust it, you know, so the Kundalini can run better. Uh, so, and, but uh, you can also lay down if you have back pain, but then uh, if you fall asleep, well, that's on you, right? So it's better when you set up and uh, use uh, earbuds to uh, block out any distractions uh, and uh, do not drive or operate heavy machinery when you listen to a podcast, you know, uh, but uh, smile like an idiot. Uh, very, very important. I mean, you probably smile for your boss or would smile, let's say, for a senator or a president. Well, you know, you definitely want to smile for source, right? for God. Mm -hmm. Don't be rude. And also breathe initially at a pace so you can hear the air flowing through your nostril. Mm -hmm. This is just to unclog, right, your system, you know. Very important. If you pass out and fall asleep, you're not breathing. Right. <laughs> you know, and the deeper you breathe, and the more you breathe and smile, the more ecstatic the experience is going to be. Right. So you have to push through through a lot of densities. So the more life force you have, you know, the better you can do. And you do not have to repeat my affirmations, just think Amen when I say Amen or the Bing comes, right? Uh, or nod your head or, you know, smile. I mean, it's important, you know, that you put out your will, that you let Source know, hey, I'm in on it. Mm -hmm. And definitely be in a childlike state of innocence during the guided meditation. You know, don't get into your head and start figuring stuff out how it's possible. Try to judge or rationalize. I mean, really, uh, just stay in your heart. Stay in your heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, now this following meditation is <laughs> maybe a bit advanced for new meditators or even channelers on the block. But, I mean, don't worry. If you do not get an answer, right? I mean, you're not mortgaging the house, you know? And if you do not get an answer to some questions, so, you know? But even, I mean, if you just get one <laughs> or two good insights or answers from this meditation, I mean, that's a great breakthrough. Right? I mean, just already listening to this here, you know, hopefully you had some insights and see things a little different. 
all right but you know just getting a few answers or just feeling a different presence that's big right so let's just close your eyes mm -hmm. smile connect to source, absolute source of everything. And we ask that there are no artificial overlays separating us from source anymore. And we want to connect to source, not imposters or other intermediate beings. Only source. Amen. And they also connect to our highest self. All organic, no artificial overlays. And to our spirit guides all the way up to source no artificial overlays and to milky way galaxy throughout all dimensions and no artificial overlays and to the sun the same way and to the earth mother in the same way and the elements here and the directions and all the beings that still love us unconditionally. Thank you for coming. Amen. And please, please, please smile like an Indian. And pull in love through heaven and earth and send it to them. And we ask that everything that happens in and from this session here is going to be for the highest good in divine harmony with the most benevolent outcomes. We also ask that there's no deception, that we are completely protected in every aspect. And that we are charged with love and protected by love and the cosmic Christ. That is the consciousness, the unconditional love of source. Amen, 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 amen. And now smile like an idiot and extend yourself with big roots into the earth and separate those into smaller and smaller roots as you go down. And now on the inhale, draw her love through those roots like through straws into your heart. And on the exhale, send your love 
into her through those roots deep down. And we ask the higher spirit guides to clear any blocks in the system through which we root into the earth. Any resistances and blocks now in. Put your tongue at your palate and start breathing out the top of your head, pushing the earth love as high as to the ceiling, reaching out to Milky Way Galaxy and this huge consciousness there now. And we ask Milky Way Galaxy and your high self to pour love into you through your celestial chakras after they have cleansed them and aligned them from all interferences, from beings like the Anunnaki, the Draco, the Great, the Magicians and other predatory cords and devices and technology overlays on any level of beings and incarnations and times and dimension now for the highest good and divine harmony of the most another not comes amen 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 and observe the shift and smile and keep on breathing And now you start pulling the love from the heavens and Milky Way galaxy into your heart as well from the earth, Mother simultaneously. And on the exhale, expand it in your heart. And you ask for beautiful liquid love to come into you from both ends and to dissolve any darkness that is still there, stuff you carrying from other people or stuff you carrying from your own incarnation. So let's have a big clearing on the heart now. Amen, 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 amen. And also, please remove all defenses and reflectors towards the love and light of source on all devices entities in around us now amen And now we ask Source to remove with his love any resistances, any blocks, any veils and technologies and vows and curses and contracts and pacts 
guilt and offenses and karma and promises and black magic and DNA limitations and any type of programming that separates our awareness of source and improve the connection with source now. So any separation from source, clear, 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 clear. Smile like an idiot and breathe, still pumping your heart. And now imagine that you have a stargate or wormhole in your heart, that your heart is a wormhole, uh -huh. and this wormhole connects you throughout all the dimensions, throughout all the realities, all the different layers of creation, straight to source, straight to source, no interference anymore, just with your breath, bring up that love from source through the stargate, just pull it up to a reality so you can take whatever you can handle. Mm -hmm. Just bring that love up there from source. Mm -hmm. Very important, very important. That's how we keep this connection with source. Just connect to source through this wormhole in your heart. And let's just set up the yes and no code here. So a yes from source would be a flow of that energy from the heart towards your head, a joyful, uplifting feeling. And a no would be a flow of that source love towards your feet, towards your lower chakra, illuminating this. But, you know, it's not an upflow that would, you know, that is a downflow, and that means no. So let's for yourself, let's ask to get a clear yes now. Amen. Whoa. For you, uh, that was not strong enough. Asked for much stronger. Yes, now. <laughs> and now ask for a no. Now, amen. And if that wasn't strong enough, asked for another no. Now, amen. Okay, so first question, first real question. So, source, in a way, we are dating here, you know, getting to know each other, you know, for a great relationship, you know, I hope. 
So, uh, but right now in this body, I'm I'm just a speck of dust, you know. There is going and coming, you know, on Gaia. You know, in in Gaia, this planet is just a speck of dust in this Milky Way galaxy. And this Milky Way galaxy is maybe just like a piece of sand, I guess, in this part of your creation. So, are you aware of me this time? Yes or no, no. And are you aware of me all the time? Yes or no? And dear source, in some crude way, I'm the God of this creation of my body. But then I'm mostly aware of the parts of my body that hurt the most. And I probably am never aware of a single cell. So, just like we do in our bodies, you know, I mean, does your attention wander in your creation and focuses here and there to the exclusion of other parts of your creation? Yes or no? So, are you aware of me only sometimes? Yes or no? Are you aware only of me when I call on you or think of you? Yes or no? So, source, for us humans, are you not too abstract for us, you know, in, that live in a human body right now, caught in biology, too much above our head, out of our league, like a mouse wanting to communicate with a politician? Do you really want us to talk to you and understand you? Yes or no? Would it be better for me at this time to focus to connect with Gaia or with a representation of you like your son, Jesus, or Milky Way Galaxy, yes or no?
So, could you show me the difference right now between relating to you and relating to the consciousness of Milky Way Galaxy that I can actually see? Please show me now. Amen. So show me how it is to connect to you right now. Amen. And then show me how it is to connect to Milky Way Galaxy. Now, Amen. Dear Sars, our perception and experience of God, of Source in the human body is also dependent, it seems, on two brain centers, chakras, and chemicals. I have a strong suspicion that these mechanisms have been tampered with. Would you please optimize them for me again and remove all the obstacles as good as possible now? Amen. Yes or no? Just keep going to finish. <laughs> this might take some time. And dear Sauce, please show me the ideal relationship between for me to you and for me to the different kingdoms like the fairies the elementals, the planets, you know, trees and other animals. Please show me now. Amen. Dear souls, are you aware of the worship we and our human bodies give you? Yes or no? Dear souls, now this might be a naughty question, but does more than 50% of the energy that we send to God Go to imposters, yes or no?
Now, dear souls, if you love your creation so much, then why is there so much gruesome death in nature? Basically, most animals get killed by a predator. Isn't that a cruel system? Yes or no? And then please show me in some way, you know, why a system like this for creation that you love. You may not be able to show me in the short answer, so show me through maybe YouTube videos, people, teachers, gurus, intuitions, dreams, visions. Whenever I'm open to these complicated topics. Amen. And again, source. Here we live in this world of duality, right? Either too hot or too cold. Either too full or too hungry. <laughs> in America, too much food. Right? So, why are you setting up a creation with so much struggle? Please show me now. And dear sirs, please forgive me my naughty question here, but I want to know the truth. Scriptures have been manipulated, it seems. So what is the greatest distortion that is promoted about you in the tradition that I'm following? Please show me now. Amen. And now, sirs, please show me what is the second greatest distortion that is promoted about you? Please show me now. Amen. Now, source, how best for me to visualize you? How do you suggest, you know, I contemplate or imagine you? Anthropomorphic? Like a human? Yes or no? Or uh, more as the sum 
of physical manifestation that I see. Yes. Oh no. Or like a radiance, uh, maybe of love and light, yes or no. Or something like the Big Bang, an expansion and a contraction, yes or no. Or as a feeling of love, yes or no. Now please show me yourself in the way that is best for me. Please, 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 please do so now. Amen. And please smile. And uh, let's ask the next question. Uh, which percentage of this natural world here on Earth is your direct creation? Please show me. 100% or how much? Show me now. Amen. And so, how much of this natural world around me did you farm out to so-called creator beings and other higher dimensionals out of a hundred percent? Please show me now. Amen. And dear source, this might be a foolish question, but I want to learn more about you and your creation. Did your expansions like angels or avatars, do they act out of free will? Or are they channeling you like a trans channeler? You know, completely unautomatic. So are they channeling you like a trans channeler? Yes or no?
Now, source, do you want us to do your will? Yes or no? Or do you want us to do our own will? Yes or no? And how do we know? Please show me. Please show me now how it is when it is your will. Show me now. Amen. And now show me when it's not your will how that would feel like. Show me now. Amen. Now, dear source, I know I'm negotiating, but maybe there is a way that we can blend your will and my will together. Please show me now how to do that. Amen. And dear sauce, please forgive me this very, very naughty question. But if I even get a yes, as your free will, how do we know, how do I know as a human that it is actually your will and not some imposter? You know, they're still talking about the Abraham incident. So how do we know? Now, dear source, do you judge me and my actions? Are you becoming angry at me if I misbehave? Yes or no? And dear source, Please, please forgive me this naughty, challenging questions. But how do I know that my scriptures are not the manipulation of a religious corporation or some other beings, like something like social engineering? Can you show me Please, always the essence of those scriptures that I read, that is correct from now on. Show me how that would feel like, you know, when it is right on. Show me now. Amen. Thank you. So dear source, first of all, are you aware of our prayers and requests? Yes 
Oh no. Now, do you answer those requests personally? Yes or no? Your source, maybe the answer to our prayers is the result of our spirit guides and other higher dimensional beings. Yes. Or no. Or do you source? Is the answer of my prayer more like an automated system, like emotions, times visualizations, times intent? Yes or no. And dear source, please show me in which types of situations do you micromanage yourself. Please show me now. Amen. Now, dear source, how do you feel of your role? Uh, as an order supplier for humans. Ah, please give me this, please give me that. How do you feel about this? Please show me. Amen. Now, uh, dear source, Maybe you do not appreciate when we ask for self. Maybe it's considered selfishness. Is it better if we ask for other people? Do you want us to ask for other people for their benefit? Yes or no? Dear source, this might be still a naughty question, seeming me maybe negotiating here. So, but how do you feel about deals, you know, that we humans make with you? So, you know, like, if you do this for me, I will do that. Mm -hmm. uh, so this may not be selfish, you know, like, uh, if you save my child, or the tribe, or the nation, or humanity, I will stop smoking, you know, do some kind of sacrifice. So, how do you feel about deals, you know, for others? Do you like them? Yes or no? Now, source, this is a heavy-duty question, very heavy-duty. So the question is, was I part of the rebellion against Creator in my higher dimensional existences, yes or no?
let's ask again. Was I part of the rebellion against Creator in my higher dimensional existences? Yes or no? And dear souls, if I was part of this rebellion, I'm so sorry. Because I most likely violated free will, and that is generally the shortcut to the service to self-control. Please, Source, clear all the karma of the damage caused by my rebellion against you. Please do so now. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much, thank you so much, thank you so much. Amen. Dear Source, I also asked for the forgiveness of my sins and asked for the clearings of all the guilt and everything else that still separates me from you now. Amen. Dear Source, when I got tortured in past lives and did not get saved from the torture or did not have a fast death or when I prayed to you or when I was begging you to spare the life of a loved one or when I saw the cruelty of war And in so many incarnations, I must have cursed you and turned my back onto you. Please forgive me and please clear those vows and curses and separations and other things that I did to separate you from me. Please help me clear this as fast and easy as possible. Amen, 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 amen. Do so now. Source, please fill me with your love and bring it into the deepest crevices of darkness that I still carry and transmute this into light now. Amen, 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 amen. 
and source, please somehow manifest in my body so I can feel you even more now. Amen, 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 amen. So dear source, please stay with me, stay with us, strengthen our connection and awareness of you at all times. Guide and protect us from being separated from you and from your divine guidance. And please now clear any energies or entities from us that still should be leaving, do so now, Amen. Uh, clear any negative portals from in and around us now, Amen. And We'll move all the entrances that darkness still gets to us and put a layer of protection against the darkness around us. Please do so now. Amen. And now you become aware of this room again and you slip back into your body and all the levels of your subtle bodies align and you open your eyes and you back and wake in the consciousness again. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't drive or operate any heavy machinery. Wow, what a shotgun meditation. <laughs> so if you only got a few answers, still consider yourself lucky. Even if you got any connection at all. You know, just to have one answer is a big thing. So I would definitely go over this meditation again and again. 
and see if you get more answers as you go along or different aspects. Of course, many issues have to be looked up in greater detail. And, you know, there's more insight need needed, need needed, you know, maybe before trauma can be transmuted. So, the insight is your homework, and source is the good parent <laughs> that helps with the homework. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I can help too, so uh, I'm maybe more like a contractor. So I do private sessions, and it can be quite helpful too. So there might be a lot of cleansing going on for you from now on. And uh, breakneck speed. <laughs> That's the Mayan culture, you know, foretold the speeding up of psychological time. So drink lots of water, a liter or quart probably. If you get headaches, you need more water, more purification. Mm -hmm. Of course, the information density of this video is, is deep, so just do it, you know, till it gets boring. But, you know, do other videos too. Uh, you know, they cover a wide range of things that are holding us back. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, treat yourself to a Skype session, you know, uh, to cut right to the chase. You know, my prices are very, very reasonable. Uh, you can go to my website, you know, to check me out. Uh, or for a session, just uh, send me an email. And, you know, and I sent you some information. Uh, well, if you responded well to this guided information, uh, do the usual cyber life stuff to increase my rating. Subscribe, ring the bell, give thumbs up, tell your friends, leave comments. Smile like an eagle, no, like an idiot, fly like an eagle, and enjoy my other videos and send me lots of love so, you know, I get empowered, you know, to do more of these type of videos. I love you. Namaste.